people of the world, welcome to What the Funcast, episode 137, recorded and released today, Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is the one, the only, he's wearing a dress shirt. Is it Ahmed? It's Ahmed. <laughs> I just came from work. I was in the office today. Wow, who is he? 2022, mm-hmm. the year of going back to the office, and yet we're in a wartime. Amazing. Just once a week, though. And yes. Only once a week? Really? Like once or twice a week, but I have only gone once a week thus far. And I'm like, that's enough. I've gotten my dose. I'm good. Yeah. uh, We're going to be going back uh, April 5th. We go back twice a week, Tuesday, Wednesdays. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's like the exact same days that we have it. It's Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, But I've only been going Wednesdays. But I came in today because a few co-workers from out of town were visiting. I'm like, sure. I'll I'll hang with you all. Nice. Oh, today is oh yeah, today is Tuesday. So yeah, podcast night. It is. <laughs> Isn't that I, crazy? I I'm all over the place. I just got done telling Lauren. I'm like, oh my god, it's Tuesday already. Like Wednesday's tomorrow. Um, and I mm-hmm. feel like yesterday was Monday because it was. Anyway, I'm all over the place. So what have you done this week, Ahmed? It's been a while since we've podcasted, and yeah. we've got like no news. So I don't know. Entertain me. Hit me with the good news. What's the good word? I mean, I can go into diatribes, but yeah, no. Um, these past three weeks. So last we spoke. Last episode we had, um, I was like, I haven't done nothing, and uh, I'm glad to say that that's not the case this time. Um, I watched a few things, I played a few things, um, namely Horizon Forbidden West, which I don't think was out when we last podcasted. I think it came out like that weekend, because otherwise I would have talked about it, because I immediately downloaded it the day it came out. Um, That game is great it's a lot of the same from her zero dawn but that's a good thing i really really enjoy it it's beautiful to look at um i'm really into it the apple thing today there was an apple event today there was an apple event today what did they even announce um i'll look at lauren 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 i'm so proud of you um okay so I, what we can get to that finish what you're oh, we'll talking about yeah yeah we'll get to um that. so harden for business west is great and excellent and um i don't know i'm really enjoying it so far I, although I haven't touched it in the past few days, but that's because I've been playing Gran Turismo 7, which is also excellent. Um, it is a nice breath of fresh air from the Horizon series, which are like the only racing games that I've played recently. I feel like um, like Horizon series, Horizon 3, 4, and 5 were the only racing games I played at all during their respective eras. I didn't play any of the racing games. Um, I never was a fan of motorsport, even though I guess that's the analogous to Gran Turismo is motorsport. But, like, the Dirt series games are never that great. The new Need for Speed games haven't been good. I really lo- wanted to like Need for Speed Heat, but it's, like, genuinely awful. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, you just... The cars do not drive like cars. I'm like, I don't know who did the physics, but these are bad. So, anyway, Bridge of Seven has been great. Um, they, like, brought back a lot of features from the original two games, which is what I was obsessed with as a kid, so I'm really happy uh, with that. Like, the license tests and whatnot, which... And this game are ridiculously difficult for no reason. Like, I literally spent an hour trying to, like, navigate a specific corner to, like, make it in time. And it's, like, it's nuts. It's 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 very intense. But it's a lot of fun. Um, it looks beautiful. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's very... It's much more pared down than, like, an open world, like, Horizon. So it's, there's, it's not as overwhelming. It's kind of like you know what you're going to do next. Um, and, yeah, I'm enjoying it. And then... In terms of movies, I saw last since last time we spoke um, was the week that Uncharted was coming out. So Uncharted came out two days after that. Saw that on opening night, 
and it was fine. Um, I wouldn't say like run to the theater to watch it, um, but it was a solid movie. I'd still, I'd say it's on par with the Jungle Cruise. Oh, we haven't watched Jungle Cruise yet, and we've been wanting to. Yeah, which like they're both they're both like Jungle Cruise was fine. Maybe I would say. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe John Cruise was a tad bit better. Because mm. my issue with the Uncharted movie, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's just I think the casting was not correct. Specifically, Mark Wahlberg. I he's not. That's <laughs> specifically not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Literally, like that's not Sully. And whoever like they cast as Chloe, like she's great. She's a, she wasn't a bad actor. Um, it's more so that that's not chloe as we know her either and i understand that this is like a prequel to the the story that we know and love from the games um so it's like younger characters and still getting to know each other but like it didn't feel right but tom holland was good but you can't carry an entire movie on just the back of one character right um agreed so i don't know it was it was fine it's fun but it was more uh more national treasure than indiana jones if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Whereas like Uncharted is basically based on Indiana Jones in a way or inspired by, um, but this movie was specifically more of like a national treasure treasure thing. Like I don't even think that Nathan Drake ever picked up a gun in this movie until maybe the like very end and like shot it once. Whereas like the games, you're just mowing down people left and right. So I, I, I think know. that Obviously, the games, I think if you directly translated it to a movie, the game to a yeah. movie, I think it's too violent for a movie. Yeah, it was not that I was expecting it to happen that way either, but like. I don't know. I feel like the the games set up such a cinematic experience that it's it was kind of surprising to see that they I don't want to say fumbled it so hard because it's not like unenjoyable, but like I feel like it could have been so much better. But I don't know. Who's to say? Um, all right, we'll see. Because it, it it I don't know if this is a spoiler, but they're kind of setting up for a new movie afterwards. Like this isn't the end of the Uncharted series, I don't think. Yeah, I think Sony um, so. Sony's announced that in the past. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so so we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they'll improve as they grow and kind of get into their stride. But it was fine. Um, I guess it's a little bit more memorable than like the Tomb Raider movie, which was also just fine. It was enjoyable. So I never saw that either. Fantastic. Like that was on a list. I was like, oh, this looks good, and then never yeah. watched it. And like it's it's very forgettable, right? Like no one. Yeah. Yeah. Like the so, Prince Persia movie. Right? So Brad brings up an excellent point. Then when I went back, like after I watched this movie, I went back and watched the Nathan Fillion thing that they oh did. Oh like my film. God, yes. And, and it's like so night good. and day. That hits God. the nail on the head, yes. And I'm like, what could have been? Yeah, what it's, been? it's a, been a so damn good. shame. A damn shame that they did that, so. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, I finally watched The Suicide Squad 2021. I finally finished it. Because I don't know if I talked about it in the podcast, but the last time I tried to watch it, I like got really tired and I like stopped halfway through, and then the next day I went to go finish it, and it was off HBO Max. So now it's finally back on HBO Max, uh, and I finished it, and it's a really really good movie. Um, so I can finally go and watch Peacemaker, which will make Rita very happy because that's Rita's new hyperfixation. She doesn't know no clones anymore. <laughs> it's all about Peacemaker. Um, so I'll watch that. There's only one season of that, and that's uh, complete. I think it's what like seven or eight uh, episodes or something like that. Um, but apparently it's really good, so we'll uh, start that next. <laughs> what do you mean good? What's what's happening? Oh, yeah, so it's okay. Um, and then the Batman, we saw that uh, this past week on Friday, and 
despite being a three-hour film for one of my least favorite superheroes like of the entire superhero canon um i really enjoyed that movie i think it is the best iteration of batman that we have had um like obviously no spoilers here either uh it was the more i think about it like my initial reaction was like wow that was a long movie that was a lot to take in but the more i think about it, i'm like that was a really actually like well done movie i really enjoyed it and i really like robert pattinson's performance um and i was thinking about like the dark knight and everyone's always like oh well, the dark knight's still better like dark knight's great whatever i think heath ledger's performance as the joker is what carried the dark knight not christian bale's performance as the batman that was a joker movie and batman was kind of there and joker stole every scene that he was in with batman also on the screen whereas this movie the batman is the batman he is the titular titular character that you genuinely care about and i just thought it was really really well done and zoe kravitz as catwoman was great and the riddler was terrifying and i don't know it was just a really really good movie i really enjoyed it and i would like to see it again which i feel like after watching a three-hour movie usually you're like i'm tired i never want to watch that again but i would sit and watch it again it was really well done i enjoyed it and i think you should see it as well yeah it's uh it was a movie that I didn't care about, and then when it got such high praise, I was like, okay, maybe I'll eventually watch this. Yeah. No, it's it's worth it. Like, yes, it's a lot, especially because, you know, Endgame was three hours, but it was like, yes, because it's a culmination of, like, 20-something movies. It's a big finale. This I just is just three hours for a brand new thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's good. It, it doesn't, I don't know, I mean, it did feel like three hours, but it was a good, it was time well spent. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. You sold me, and I've heard from like a bunch of my coworkers that are preaching the good word about uh about the Batman as well. So, yes, put it at the top of your list because you want to see it in theaters. It's a theatrical experience. It's not something that you want to wait until it's out on uh, yeah on video on demand or something. It's really good. Yeah, Lauren, we have to bump it to the top of the list now that you're in the yeah, chat. Yeah, Lauren, bump it. Bump it louder. All right. So that's all I've been doing. What have you been up to for the past three weeks? What? Rita, I felt every second of Endgame and did not feel the Batman runtime. I mean, yeah, because uh, the entirety of Endgame, you're sitting on the edge of your seat, like, who's going to die? Who? How's this going to end? Anyway. It, that was just a stressful movie in general. Because, oh. yeah, you have no idea how it's going to end, so you're just oh, stressed. so good, so good, so good, so good. Speaking of so good, uh, we watched Never Have I Ever, so we kind of marathon through. It's so funny, because we go through these spurts where, like, we'll watch, like, three episodes of a show and then stop forever or it's like we marathon through every season that exists so we marathon through season one and season two of never have i ever which is a coming of age tv show on netflix a netflix original and season two i think just came out recently lauren keep me honest here um but i'm pretty sure it just came out recently lauren had watched season one i don't know some time ago she rewatched season one with me and then we watched season two together and that show it's just oh i love teen drama I don't know. It's just, it's like, it it's just, fun. it's almost like nostalgic, right? Where it's like, oh, I remember when I was in high school slash middle school slash whatever and had no problems, no worries. Um, and then now pain. Uh, so, you know, maybe not pain, but you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so it was fantastic. Was and it's about yeah. like an Indian girl with very strict parents and kind of her journey through high school and, you know, being with cool kids, stuff like that. So, very highly recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Really good show, um, and yeah, so really good stuff. It's been on my it's a bit ah, it's been on my Netflix watch list for a while, and I just have never gotten around to it. But maybe I'll bump it to the top of my list. Yeah, it's Notice, truly yeah. like on my forehead. It says coming of age. Like I <laughs> literally, 
Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with coming of age stories. Uh, Did you ever then, watch Pen Fifteen on Hulu? Say it again. Oh, Pen Fifteen. Watch- no, you yeah. recommended it, and then we never watched it. Oh, it's so good. It's I wouldn't say it's necessarily a coming of age story because it's like it's shorter episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in middle school and they're like being dumb and growing up, so it kind of is. Um, but it's more like shorter little like sections of slices of, of middle school life mm. like your first kiss or your first time drinking or your first whatever like aol messenger like it's based in the 90s so it's very nostalgic in that way it's great i really like enjoyed that show interesting yeah um i don't know we we really enjoyed it uh wait a second i'm just remi- remembering something here there was oh my god why am i so bad at this i since we last recorded we also watched the meaning of life the uh hold on the what hold on hold on hold on uh i don't remember the name of it hold Hold on on. the fundamentals of caring close enough (laughs) the fundamentals of caring uh which meaning of life yeah no the fundamentals of caring and i don't know if this was i don't think it was a netflix original anyway we were scrolling through one day and uh just like flipping through trying to figure out yeah no it, it wasn't it looks like it's a Netflix original because the trailer is posted by Netflix. Oh, really? Okay, maybe it is yeah. then. It's um, 2016. That's like it premiered. It, pre- it premiered at Sundance. That's how you know it's uh, indie. So Selena uh, Gomez, Paul Rudd. Yeah, it was. So it was really good. Uh, yeah, Selena Gomez is in it, and Paul Rudd is the main uh, lead, and Craig Roberts is like the secondary lead, and Selena is like the the third lead. You know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> the. Lead. We watched that, and I don't think... Oh, yeah, it is a Netflix original film. It says right on the damn poster. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we we I don't think we've recorded since we watched that. And we were literally flipping through Netflix, like, oh, what should we watch? Whatever. And um, and we came across this, like... I was like, let's find something, like, funny. And Lauren's been adding all these movies to her little list on Netflix. So we flipped through all of them and stopped at this one. It was like, oh, like, had, like, buddy cop-ish vibes to it. And I was like, oh, like, let's watch this. And it was really good. It's about... Um, this boy that has um i forget the name of the disease but he has no like, no feeling in his legs and like he can't uh fend for himself at all like he has to like he relies on a caretaker and paul rudd mm. is the caretaker and it's like this whole like you know journey through their experience together and stuff like that so really really mm. good movie it's only an hour and a half too so it's kind of short so um yeah it was uh, it was really good uh, yes, Bella said John McEnroe does the voiceover for Never Have I Ever, which is hilarious. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, both that movie and that show were fantastic. And we have been watching a lot of Food Network, uh, like Guy's Grocery Games and like stupid shows like that, Chopped and mm-hmm. all these like competition shows. I don't know. It's been, uh, Lauren finds comfort in watching the Food Network when, you know, the world is on fire. Uh, and I've just been, you know, watching along for the ride and I've been enjoying it. So. Uh, it's, valid. it's very interesting to see the stuff that people make and whatever guys grocery you know, is probably my favorite but that's kind of the reason so back in 2016 when you know trump and whatnot um when we were when i was working at adobe me and my one co-worker would like we'd want to put something on tv but like the only thing that you would put on the tv that wasn't news because we didn't no one wants to watch the news we just wanted to watch something mindless or like what's inoffensive that isn't the news Let's do HGTV, and that's how we got into it. And it's just, like, an escape from everything. Like, no one ever mentions anything that's happening in the world. It's just, like, yeah, let's buy a nice house. And I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> it's, a dream. It's so true. And then, like, the mm-hmm. worst thing you have to worry about with uh, the Food Network is these 
insufferable uh what's her face julia child commercials like they have a julia child uh show i guess coming out or it's out or whatever and Mm. it plays this old recording of julia child and her voice just (laughs) goes through my head my entire skull um but yeah so it was uh it's crazy but uh drive-ins diners and dives is Mm. very entertaining and like seeing places like kind of close to us i'm like oh i'd want to go try that food uh, but yeah. they they went to this place and they like ate oysters and ugh, I just got so grossed out by oysters. They literally he went with them uh, and this this was a uh, I think this was man vs food. Like he went out to where they like get like catch the oysters or whatever and mm. like they just shucked one right there and he's like here this is fresh as it gets and he's like and I'm like Bleh. it's disgusting. Oh, <laughs> have you ever had oysters? No, they're disgusting. I would say you're missing out, but like they're fine. Yeah, no, I'm good. They're, they're not yeah. something that I'm like, yeah, I want oysters. No, um, no. Our friend Chelsea, the one that I was talking about at Adobe, would die for oysters. She loves oysters. Uh, like, we'll actively seek them out. And I'm uh, like, why are you doing this to that's yourself? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Um, but moving into video games, I did get Elden Ring, and I played a very little bit of it, and I was saying on my uh, on my stream this weekend, as I was opening up Pokemon cards, I was saying <laughs> that I should do like a charity stream of me playing Elden Ring, because I just get so frustrated at these games, and uh, <laughs> it's like, it's somewhat painful, but like not really, but kind of, because I, my attention span is so little, so, and that's when we were talking about, um, like, the charity the charity pop-up that came on Streamlabs or whatever and having a PayPal business account and all sort of nonsense. Yeah, that we'd have to, we have to jump through all these hoops. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I uh, I don't know. But anyway, I'll have to stream that at some point. Uh, I did get that. So like I said, I've only played a little bit. So I got to stream some games. Hopefully this week um, I'll have some, I'll make some time to play some games. Um, yeah. I did get back into Halo for just a little bit because they did like a mid-season update. Um, about Halo, and, for being honest. Uh, so it's funny because I was listening to a podcast and it was like, how many people have like completely fallen off the Halo train? And it's like a lot of people have, especially like Logan and I completed the battle passes and mm-hmm. um, there's like, you know, every time you play now, there's nothing else to get because the battle pass is done. So they announced that like uh, season two is coming in May. And I was like, that's literally two whole months from now. That's so far away from now. And And the only thing that they're bringing in Season 2 is, like, a new big team battle map and a new Slayer map, I think. There's, like, nothing... There's no, like, real pomp and circumstance. They delayed co-op for single player to, I think, Season 3 or, like, sometime after Season 2. So, I I don't know. It's really frustrating because I really enjoy Halo and I played a little bit of big team battle. And, like, it's just so much fun. But it's also hard when you're like not earning experience. Like, just let me go to yeah. like level 101. Don't give me anything, but like at least let me like get something for playing. Yeah, which is funny because that's just a testament to how like good Overwatch was. Because yeah. there was no incentive to playing as much as we did. Literally zero. Besides like maybe getting some skins, but like no other incentive. There was no leveling. There was no nothing. Right. And yet we put thousands of hours into that game for no yeah. reason. But it was fun to, like, pick up, and, like, you, yeah, you didn't get any incentive, but, like, you leveled up, so it was, like, kind of a testament yeah, to, like, how much which, you like, played, I guess. I don't know. Stupid, I guess. But... Like, it meant nothing, but, like, yeah. it was still, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Which, but... I don't know. Who Frustration. Knows, maybe Uncharted, Uncharted. Maybe Overwatch 2 will will bring it back to its former glory. I doubt it at this point, but we'll see. Yeah, once it comes to Game Pass. Um, yeah. So, what else did I play? I played uh, more Horizon Forbidden West. Like you said, fantastic game. Definitely more of, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, but I'm not mad about it. Um, Same way that Forza Horizon. There's a lot of Horizons, but Forza Horizon 5 is basically more of 
Horizon 4 just on a different map. So right, 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 whatever. Right. So Fine yeah, thing. Forbidden West is fun. I mean, I've been having a lot of fun doing like the side quests and stuff, uh, mm. and like running errands and whatever. But at the same time, I'm also reaching that point of like, why am I doing all these little errands and stuff like that? And I don't know. It's it's fun if I do it in like these pick up and play sessions. If I play for too long, it gets kind of boring because it's a lot of like repetitive mm. stuff. It's like oh, go like I don't know, kill these people and like kill these machines and. I don't know, but it's it's a lot of fun either yeah. way. It's the it's exactly what I wanted. Um, I'm not complaining. Some of the new mechanics are cool. Um, it's just it's just more of the same, which is fine. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Like I was reading, or not, I was reading. I was on TikTok, and there was this guy that was like, uh, "Quests in games were intended to like lead you to new. I guess specifically in World of Warcraft, it was like quests were intended to like." take you to another uh, in, uh, area of the map or whatever and, like, encourage you to explore the new area of the map. What they realized that people just, like, just wanted the reward for the quest. So, like, that's how questing in modern games has become, has evolved from that. It's, like, it, the original intention was just, like, it would be, like, oh, go fetch this to, like, encourage you to go to this random area of the map that you wouldn't necessarily go to so that it looks like the world is a lot more living. But now it's just, like, go fetch this and there's no real purpose. Like, it's not because you're opening the world. I mean, I guess you kind of do. You, like, as you walk through, you explore and open up new waypoints or whatever. But it's it's kind of like the argument behind Elden Ring not having any, like, quest markers. And Horizon is all quest markers and all Truly. these things in the map. So it's, like, two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And, I don't know, I personally, I my favorite hobby in the entire world is crossing a thing off the to-do list. So I love a quest marker. So that's why another reason why I'm like, mm, I don't know about Elden Ring. But like at the same time, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm ignorant and maybe I should give it a shot. But also I'm bad at video games, so I don't know. I I am going to try, so like my goal with Elden Ring is to take it slow. And like there's a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis on exploration. And there's a lot yeah. of references made to like Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild is one of those games where I was like, let me just go mess around and like see what happens. And like, go ride my horse over to, I don't know, some area of the map. And um, I really enjoyed that. And also I think that's something to do with the Switch being a new piece of hardware. And it's like I'm laying in bed playing on Breath of the Wild because it's like the one game to play. Um, yeah. But I do want to see how Elden Ring unfolds. The only problem that I foresee with Elden Ring is that difficulty curve where it's like, it's it's like, oh, is this boss too hard? Like, go somewhere else and play this other boss like or play this other enemy. That sounds cool in theory. I'm too in, stubborn. <laughs> until I get too pissed off that I'm like, F this and throw the controller across the room. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do want to put some time into Elden Ring. I do have to play Peppa Pig on stream first. I've been promising <laughs> that for literally four months now. So really I need have. to just uh, I need to just do that. It's like literally sitting here staring at me. Every day every day I sit here working and I'm like, Oh, I have like I have like Peppa Pig on its own little shelf over here. I'm like, I need to play Peppa Pig. <laughs> Um, so maybe, maybe I can squeeze it into, uh, like this Thursday or something, or I don't know. I'll have to find, I got to find another day and stick to it like eight o'clock on Thursdays I used to do. And it was like, yeah, that's when I streamed games and that was fun. Um, yes. so I have to get back into that habit. Uh, one of the other games that I played, the only other game I played was Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, uh, which of course, you know, any normal person's like, oh my God, I don't care about that. But me, <laughs> resident Shovel Knight, uh, Shovel Knight fan here. Um, it is a puzzle game. It's fun. The mechanics are interesting. It almost plays out kind of like a puzzle version of Crypt of the Necro Dancer, or or um, what is it? Uh, Which one is that? Crypt of the Necro Crypt of the Necro Dancer. It's like a rhythm based game. 
Um, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, well, there's the there's the Zelda one, and I'm I'm like, why I why can I not remember these things? Uh, Zelda. I don't know. That's on you. I'm losing my mind. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer. That's what it was. Um, but anyway, that's like the Zelda version. It's very much like that in the sense that like every move you make, like the other oh. things come down almost like yes. the puzzle yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah. So Crypt it's of the like Necrodancer, super hot, but to a rhythm. Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah. So uh, the the Shovel Knight game is not a rhythm, rhythm based mm. game, but Crypt of the Necrodancer is. So Crypt of the Necrodancer, every time you move. You can only move on the beat of the music in the background, and when mm-hmm. you move, like the other characters move with you. So if you don't move, gotcha. the other characters don't move. So yeah, kind of like super hot. Uh, but either way, I'm having fun with it. It's a neat little game. Nothing, nothing major. It's a uh, it's a small little indie game that was made. So um, probably mess around with that. And then I did get Loop Hero, but I have not played it yet. I've heard a lot of good things about Loop Hero, uh, mm-hmm. so I have that on Switch as well so that I have to try. And nice. yeah, that I'm... yeah, good. Sorry, I was gonna say, um, I finally rebought Mario Kart Eight just in time for the DLC that's coming out very soon, which is very exciting. Yes, um, yes, yes. It was that's on sale, on sale. So, for Mario yeah, Day for March tenth. Yes, Mario Day is coming in two days. So if you have a Switch and you've been lacking some games, there are a lot of really good deals in the eShop. Uh, Mario Kart Eight and Super Mario Three D World, among a bunch of other games, are like forty bucks. So. Would recommend stocking up now if you have the funds. It's become so. it's become like Mario and Friends Day because it's yeah. like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is on sale, Yoshi's Crafted World is on sale, everything's like forty bucks. Luigi's I mean, Mansion yeah. Three, they're all in the Mario universe. Yeah, the like, Mario you're Cinematic find Universe Zelda on sale, but yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the Mario Cinematic. The new MCU. The new MCU. Um, and then GameStop, oh I think, and some other retailers have like Skyward Sword for forty bucks, Fire Emblem for forty yes. bucks. Yeah. Um, I did rebuy Skyward Sword digitally, so um, I'll play yeah. that. I'll play that one day, uh, one day slash never. So we'll see. <laughs> one um, day slash never, probably never, but you know. Yeah. I'll, it's nice to have, just in case. Yeah, just in case, just in case. You know, I don't know. Uh, the world ends. I don't know. That's too yeah, real. That's too real of a joke nowadays. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, mm. So Lauren mentioned the Apple event. So we have some hot top. Well, the hot news. Sorry. Yeah, I guess we're making a new category because there's literally no other news. So sure. New category for technology. It's happening today. <laughs> First time ever. So Apple had their peak performance event where they announced a lot of really overpriced things. Uh, hmm. So there's a green iPhone 13 coming out. So. Oh. Uh, even though the iPhone 13, this comes from nine to five Mac, by the way, uh, even though the iPhone 13 is not new, they're announcing a new, did they name the color? A a new rather dark toned green color. Oh, midnight green. Okay. So I don't know. Midnight green. They call just rather dark. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really uh, fancy. So, I mean, honestly, the pixel colors, it's like kind of (laughs) black. Yeah, exactly. The official color. Yeah, I know. That's true. Um, and I'll Ooh, link, I I'll, like this color a lot, actually. Anyway. I'll link y'all in the uh, in the chat here so you can follow along on this nine to five Mac article. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming out. It's going to be in stores March eighteenth. Uh, the third gen iPhone SE is coming out. I believe that is up for order today. That has five G and some new innards. It'll retail for two forty nine or excuse me four twenty nine. Wow. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> my eyes. Anyways, my eyes are flipping <laughs> numbers around. I'm diagnosing myself. Uh, 
I, I literally just saw 249. Anyways, 429, which is a thirty dollar increase from the second generation iPhone SE that was only 399. Uh, so the battery is two hours longer than the previous generation. Uh, oh, interesting. And the new phone supports 5G networks, although it lacks the super fast millimeter wave technology. Interesting. That is. Uh, this is the on the SE specifically. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people feared would happen with the iPhone 13, and instead they included the all bands of 5G in it. So this time they're limiting that. Uh, I'm not a fan of that, but okay. So anyway. Whatever. Who cares what I have to say? The iPad Air 5... a $429 phone... That's true. I guess you're going to... You're probably not You're probably not worried about 5G. Yeah. Um, the iPad Air 5 was announced, which has a um, M1 chip in it, so this is much like the iPad Pro that was announced... Uh, but now it's the iPad Air that has the M1 chip. Uh, so this is the mainly that's like the big shtick to it. It's got a faster USB USB-C uh, port. It's got a center stage on the front-facing camera and a new rear-facing camera, and it also supports 5G technologies if you buy a cellular-based device. Uh, another launch on March 18th. Price is starting at 5.99. Um, perhaps the biggest announcement of today is the Mac Studio and the Mac Studio Display. Uh, buckle in. These are expensive as shit. So <laughs> the Mac Studio is almost like the Mac Pro. Um, I'd say it's it's like between the Mac Mini and the Mac oh, Pro. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're right, actually. The article, but it's like, like the Mac Pro is like the big desktop one. The Mac Mini is like this guy. And Mac Studio is like this. Yeah, but the, what the thing is here is that the Mac Studio, I believe, is the first... It's going to be the first machine that uses the M1 Ultra, which is actually two M1 Max, which is their highest, their highest performing um, CPU, working together via something fusion inter interfusion or something like that. I forget what they called it, but it's That's actually just a fancy word for it's just ex an extra processor in there. Right, like, right, exactly. Let's be real, exactly. Um, but this starts at two thousand dollars for the m1 max edition and then for Jeez. the double up for the m1 ultra so the two m1 max chips starts at four thousand dollars um and that's just for the box so that's why i say like they say this is like in between the mac mini and the mac pro this is the most i'm pretty sure this is the most expensive yeah i don't think the mac pro is that expensive like damn the mac pro starting i think was 3000 yeah the mac pro i think oh is starting God. at like three thousand but anyway, but wait, there's more. So that doesn't come with a screen or anything. That's just for the box. The studio display is Apple's first new display since the Pro Display. Oh, it actually joins alongside the Pro Display XDR. Sorry. So uh, while the Pro Display XDR targets super professional users, the studio display is designed for users who need a great display for use at home or at work. Uh, so it's a 27-inch LCD panel with 5K resolution. Um, you can get a nano textured display option to reduce glare, and it's an all-aluminum enclosure with thin bezels uh, and an integrated stand with up to 30 degrees of tilt. A tilt and height adjustable stand is available as an add-on option, um, but I'm pretty sure it's like $300. So this monitor, or the, yeah, it's a monitor, is $1599, and it comes with three USB-C ports and a Thunderbolt 4 port for video and power. Uh, it goes on sale March 18th as well. So... You know while that sounds like a lot, I really can't say anything because the monitor that I am looking at currently with my eyes was nine hundred dollars. So really, yeah, nine hundred. How big is it? It's twenty-seven inches, four K. Okay, 
I mean, it's a nice monitor. It's I a mean, nice but, monitor. but 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 here it's also it's it's 160 hertz as well. That's right. why it's so expensive. You could essentially get two of those for a little more than one of these. So either way, yeah. I was looking at this article and I got to look and find it. Actually, I have it on my phone where it was like um, what you can get or what what you do if you max out all of your. Here's what you get when spending 10k plus. On a Mac Studio display and Mac Studio configuration. This comes from 9 to 5 Mac as well. 10K plus? You can configure it to be that expensive? So, to get to the next level, M1 Ultra with a 20-core CPU, uh, the starting price doubles to $3,999. Stepping up to the maxed-out M1 Ultra, the 48-core GPU becomes a 64-core GPU, and and going for the most powerful and capable Mac Studio at $7,999, you get 128 gigabytes of RAM and 8 terabytes of super-fast SSD storage. Um, And then, while the studio display makes sound reasonable... Sorry, say that again? 128 gig. Um, while the studio display may sound reasonable at first with a starting price of $1599 compared to the $5,000 Pro Display XDR, Apple offers two upgrades that increase the price 40 plus percent. If you opt for the nano textured glass, that's an extra $300. And what if is you nano textured wa- glass? What does that mean? It reduces the glare, apparently. It's worth $300, apparently. Um, I mean, okay. I mean, if you're spending $1599, what's another $300 amongst well, friends? Well, realistic... Okay, so I feel like these are not consumer products. This is made for, like, Pixel. Yes, this is... Specifically. Yeah, a lot of these like, are. So yeah. if you want a tilt and height adjustable stand, tilt-only stand is included at no cost. That's another $400, bringing the price up to $2,299. Wow. $2,299. Uh, keep in mind... Ready for this? The Mac Studio only comes with the power cord in the box. So if you want to pick up a shiny new silver and black magic keyboard, mouse or trackpad, a new Thunderbolt 4 cable, AppleCare, any other accessories, that's extra. Add in tax and the maxed out Apple Studio setups can end up over $12,000 in total. And that's just for a monitor and a unit. I just want to know who, okay, well, actually I do know the answer to this, but like, yeah, like I said, these are consumer products. No single human being that is not specifically working at Pixar or DreamWorks or like Disney Animation Studios needs 128 gigabytes of RAM. That is absurd. It is simply There's no reason. It is simply unnecessary. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a 2064 um, core GPU. What? Yeah. Does it, that mean? It's, that it's uh, absurd. It's it's very unnecessary. So, um, bottom line is it's cool that they announced that. I was I was actually telling Logan it's almost like they're flexing at this point with their M1 processors, yeah. which is cool. I mean, I'm here for it. But at the same time, like for you and I, or any of us plebes, we would yeah. never, ever in a thousand years be able to use the power. Hell, I bought that MacBook Pro, and I'm never going to use the power of the M1 Pro. I mean, it's just, it's going to, yeah. it's not something that, like, unless I'm editing videos or doing something that's just so core hungry on the CPU, it's just never yeah. going to happen. Um, it's really snappy. You get a lot of cool features out of it, and that's why they put it in, like, the MacBook Pro because it's versatile enough. But this is literally for someone who's at their desk all day programming designing whatever that looks like um so i mean the event was called peak performance so (laughs) yeah i mean well it's funny because they just (laughs) announced the m1 max in like late q4 of last year so and that was like the fastest chip they sell um so it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out i'd imagine they'll have something that puts the m1 ultra inside of a macbook pro eventually and that'll be something just ridiculous i mean they're like almost going too fast to the point that they're going to 
and not that they'll probably let this happen, but it's almost like they're outdating themselves where they're putting out so yeah. many new chips, so many so fast into these new computers. It's uh, it's crazy. So anyway, well, thanks they're... for the 16 months, Ryan. Sorry. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh. Um, 16 months. Holy crap. It's been that long. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's crazy. And then there's a rumor that there's going to be a new redesigned MacBook Air launching this year. Um, but it might still be using the M1 chip. So it looks like Apple is at least holding on to the M1 and not, like, introducing an M2 just yet. So, yeah. which is kind of neat. So you have the M1, the M1 Pro, M1 Max, M1 Ultra, and um, they'll have a variety of products that use those chips. So Interesting. It's, it's cool stuff. But interesting, um, interesting stuff. Yeah. It's funny. They announced a, like, a black keyboard, magic keyboard, with, like, the number Ooh. pad or whatever. And it looks really nice, but it's also $200. I'm like, who is spending $200 on this keyboard? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, me, when I want to buy that new Corsair keyboard. And it's yeah, but that's, it's like, it's just so much different. But, like, it lights up, so it's different. <laughs> yeah, this, this lights up with white backlights, and that's about it. There's no colors. So... <sighs> Anyway, that's that. So okay, that's the Lauren Apple rundown. Colors. Thank you, Lauren, for bringing that up. Yes. Let's move into the entertainment news. You want to take the? Uh, you want to take both these? Sure. I just found the second one just now. I'm like, you know what? That's let's talk about that. Um, but sure. So this one's kind of old. We've definitely talked about it in our Discord. If you are members of our Discord, if not, Discord that Shameless plug. Um, the Marvel <laughs> shows are coming to Disney Plus. So our last po- podcast episode, we were announcing that uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders, and uh, missing one. Oh my God, um, Jessica Jones are being removed from Netflix. And we were like, "Well, where are they going to go?" And then um, the apparently Disney Plus is picking them up as of March 16th. <coughs> so eight days away. Um, this one comes from IGN. All of the Netflix live action Marvel shows will be added to Disney Plus on March 16th. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will also be added at the same time, meaning Disney Plus will be the place to watch almost all of Marvel's live-action output, almost being uh, there's still a lack of Spider-Man movies, but getting there. One day, when Disney buys Sony, then we'll all realize. Can you imagine? Disney PlayStation? Uh, that would be that would be insane. And, and then you figure Sony would be the exclusive place for Star Wars games. Mm, that would be wild. I'm, I feel like I'm making a... I'm manifesting, and I'm not. Let me be clear. I don't want this to happen. Yeah. Let me. How do you unmanifest? Yeah. Demanifest. Uh, please. Yeah. No. We were talking about how Bob Chapek was a scourge before we started, and I, I would just like to go on the record and say that I stand by my statement. Anyways, um, and this next one that I just found, I guess I'll take it. Um, but God of War apparently is rumored to be getting a TV series adaptation, which I would be very much here for. Uh, so this one comes from Engadget. Uh, Amazon Studios and Sony's PlayStation production unit are in talks of uh, producing a live-action TV series adaptation of God of War according to Deadline. The outlet reports that Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby, uh, best known for their work on The Expanse and Children of Men, are involved in the project. Beyond those details, Deadline didn't have much information to author, uh, much other information to share, sorry, uh, about the adaptation, and both Sony and Amazon declined to comment on the outlet's reporting. Um, but this would kind of fall in line with uh, just PlayStation Productions' Current output, obviously, we have Uncharted, which was whatever, but um, the upcoming Last of Us HBO series, um, which I am super, super excited for because that was by the same creators of Chernobyl, which was highly critically acclaimed, and also Pedro Pascal's in it. Um, <laughs> so if this also comes to fruition, I think this would be exciting because God of War was uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it, and I would love to see an adaptation of it. Yeah, no, it'd be cool. I think uh, yeah. it would be tough. I think it'd be a little tough to... I don't know. All these adaptations from video games, like they sound good in theory, 
but I just can't imagine. I'll be curious to see what happens when it actually comes to fruition because it's just it's so hard to bring some of this stuff into like the world, right? Like bring that world yeah. into um yeah, the cinema. I, I just I don't know. We'll well, we'll see how it pans so out. So we were yeah, we we being me, you, and our friend Logan were talking in our group chat about. I guess I brought it up specifically, like when I was playing Horizon Forbidden West and then Gran Turismo, I was like, "There's something about the this new generation of PlayStation games that have this like a really specific level of polish that you don't find in the Xbox Studios games. Like, you don't find it in Halo Infinite, definitely not in Halo Infinite, and you don't find it in like Forza Horizon. Whereas, like, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but they all share like Ratchet and Clank, Miles Morales, Gran Turismo, Horizon Forbidden West. Like, they all have this specific, even Returnal." has like the specific like glow to it i don't know what it is um that all to say i don't know where i was going with that or why i brought that up but i don't like playstation has a has a specific brand um and i think if they were more involved with the uncharted movie uh that it could have been better i say this because neil Druckmann specifically is involved and is co-directing the hbo show um so i have hope there and if the same holds true for this rumored god of war show then i have hope there as well um, they're up. Uh, oh, sorry. Now I remember what I was going with that. They have a glow, and they're all very cinematic. Logan responded. He was like, "Well, they're all like a lot of Sony games are very cinematic, and Xbox games feel more gamey. Um, so I think they're easier to adapt in that respect. Like Last of Us obvious is basically like an interactive movie. Um, God of War is is fairly cinematic as well. Um, so I suppose we'll see. Yeah, I, I think um, we will. And and you're right. There is a cinematic mode to it. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see what happens, but it's yeah. uh, I have, I I am Fingers not I'm not lacking faith that they can't do it. It's just going to be tough. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to, especially if they I don't, like the Last of Us show. At least looks to be directly a direct adaptation of the story of the games, whereas Uncharted was a, a an original story, and I think that's where it slipped up because like they had all the right things and they could have just taken something directly from the games that would have been great. They're like, no, right. let's make our own universe. And that kind of, it just didn't live up. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much say that Naughty Dog had in it. So I'm hoping yeah. that their bigger involvement in this show will be, uh, will be for the better. Yeah. I, uh, I hope so as well. All right. All right. Moving right along into, uh, yeah. into, <laughs> into some of the last articles here. Uh, so <laughs> really? we'll go into a couple. I mean, these are all really quick ones. So we'll go into some of the hot news for the gaming space uh, in the general category. We've got some next-gen upgrades. So Dying Light 1 is getting a next-gen upgrade, which adds three modes, 60 FPS at 1080p, 60 FPS at a hybrid res uh, QHD, and then a 30 FPS 4K mode. So really? What? You can't hit 60 in, in Dying Light 1? Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, so this is live on PlayStation 5 now, and it's coming out to Xbox in the next couple of days. So, you know, a free upgrade. Nice of them to do it. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people were kind of obsessed with Dying Light 1 because it was a super popular game, uh, and Dying Light 2 just came out. So a lot of people are going back to Dying Light 1. Um, but from what I understand, it has aged quite a bit. So good for the people that want to play Dying Light 1. Um, happy for you. So I don't know. Yeah. It Dying Light Two's got its own host of issues. So probably better off playing Dying Light One until Dying Light Two is fixed. So remember when Dying Light Two they tweeted out like, uh, if you do every single thing in the game, it'll take you five hundred hours to complete. Like that was a selling point. Mm, <laughs> no yeah, one wants no. to play no anything um, for that long. Yeah, no, I'm good. Please. So moving into 
people that have been playing a game for that long and that may have been <laughs> playing it since the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 days, Grand Theft Auto 5, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S pricing has been detailed. And this, I'm still confused. So this comes from Kotaku that kind of broke it down in a nice easy way that I can understand. So the standard price on the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S will be $40. So if you never, never owned it in the if you've past. you never owned it in the past. A, okay. di- a discount price will be offered through June to, I guess, celebrate the launch of the next-gen version. So let me just make sure it is June. June. Yes. Uh, no. It originally came out in June 2020. Wait a second. Full package, blah, 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 however the game. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I don't think June was confirmed. So There there was another uh, article somewhere that I read that said June. It's just, yeah, and the Kotaku so, article is for the next three months. Okay, so, so there you go, June. Yeah. So the discount price on Xbox, so it's going to be either 50 or 75% off, depending on where you're buying it in the next three months if you want to buy it. So if you're going to buy it, you've never played it before, you're buying it for the first time, uh, you'll be getting a discount on Xbox Series X and S of $20, bringing it down to $20 to pay for the full game, which includes Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto V um, and Grand Theft Auto Online. If you're buying that same title on PS5, you're only paying $10. Why, you ask? Because Rockstar and Sony have been in bed together for I don't know how long now, talking about Grand Theft Auto V and how... You know, it was going to be free for Grand Theft Auto Online, you know, with PS Plus and all this other stuff. That was one of their big PS5 announcements, which I thought was ridiculous. We all thought was ridiculous. The whole internet thought was ridiculous. So yeah, it was literally, like, in the announcement for the PS5 at all, the first thing was Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto 5, and everyone's like, enough. Right. Yet, here exactly. Um, Grand Theft Auto Online, if you're buying it on Xbox Series X or S, it's going to be $10. And if you're buying it on PS5, it's going to be free. So, no word on whether or not GTA Online will be free on PS5 forever, or if that's just temporarily for three months, but either way, I am shocked that they're doing this discount, because I figured they would have just charged the full 40 bucks. What I'm not clear on is if there's a path to an upgrade plan yet. So, for people that have it on Xbox, because like I have it on Xbox, um, mm. can I pay $10 to upgrade it, or is it... You know, am I just shit out of luck? Doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there is, but there is going to be a one-time migration of your save data between the old and new gen version of the game. Right. Right. Uh, Players' existing saves will transfer, but only once. This data can be moved between PS4, Xbox One, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Any previously purchased GTA currency has to stay within the console family where it was originally bought, but the rest of your data can move. Interesting. Which makes sense, I guess, because like the the difference in cuts or whatever, based on like Microsoft and Sony. I don't know. Yeah, that's extremely confusing. But I feel like also if you're still playing Grand Theft Auto in this day and age, I guess you'll figure it out. Right. Um, and then there's passionate. there's no uh, there's no conversation around PC. So okay, so someone said they're not doing a free upgrade path. Um, yeah. So. I don't I know. Think the PC version has already just been naturally upgraded with these things. Like, well, it's I don't also think... been via mods as well. So also that, yeah. Like you can go online and watch like crazy modded GTA Five footage, like super realistic, like hyper whatever shaders and all that fun, and it looks like it's just footage from a movie. And you're like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, so it maybe is that game is a modder's paradise. I think it is. It is. It is. It is. So. 
you want to take the next one? These these two are like really short too. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Rounding out the news for the past three weeks, basically, um, PlayStation. Uh, there's a PlayStation talk. Sorry, PlayStation is bringing back the state of play uh, as of tomorrow. So. Um, obviously, I don't know. We were like, should we postpone this episode to tomorrow? But we also haven't had one in three weeks, so whatever. Here we are. Um, it'll be a 20-minute episode. Uh, nothing too crazy. But uh, tomorrow, Wednesday at 2 p.m. PST, or 5 p.m. EST. Uh, new reveals for PS5 and PS4 games. Uh, no updates on PSVR 2 or anything like that. So uh, you said there was a rumor of... You say nothing too crazy, Ahmed, and you're talking out them cheeks. So there was a rumor of this state of play... That's and what there I was, was segueing a, into. It's like you said there's a rumor, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so um, there was a rumor that there was going to be, like, big PlayStation announcements this week. And then there's a rumored state of play, like, two days ago. And then here it is. So the running rumors are the PlayStation Spartacus, I guess what the code name is. But, like, the PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now hybrid um, also get to All play right. classic games deal. Whatever that mm. is, so there's a rumor of that happening. So I believe there was talk about in some country PlayStation Now subscriptions were being changed over to PlayStation Plus. So there was some mm. weird stuff going on. Uh, which bring it on! I have PlayStation Plus until the end of time and beyond that. So yeah, I'm ready. Um, do I'm very ready for do. that. Right. I'll take PlayStation Game Pass. I wish I didn't spend seventy dollars on Grand Turismo though. No, whatever. I don't. No, so I don't. Hold on. <laughs> Did we go over? I thought no. Wait, maybe we didn't. So let me. Let me pull that up. Uh, PlayStation Spartacus. There was rumors on the three tiers that they would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me more. Uh, let's we got time see. to talk about rumors. We do, we do, we do, we do. We do, be do, be do, be do, be do. Beautiful. Okay. Okay, this comes from Jeff Grubb. That's a familiar name. Yeah, he's, he's, he's around all the time. Let's see. Okay. Uh, right now they're called... Okay, according to the journalist, Spartacus will be comprised... And this comes from Video Games Chronicle, who's quoting Jeff Grubb. Uh, will be comprised of three tiers, priced at up to $16 a month. Uh, right now they're called Essential, Extra, and Premium. The pricing, again, could be a placeholder, but the pricing is $10 a month for Essential, $13 a month for Extra, and $16 a month for Premium. For comparison, Xbox Game Pass currently offers three tiers. The Ultimate tier, which is $10.99 a month and offers access to EA Play. The PC tier, which is $7.99, offers access to PC Game Pass, which is a limited selection of the console offering. And the final tier, the console tier, is $7.99 per month and offers access to the Game Pass library, but not EA Play or Cloud Streaming. Grubb went on to explain what he had heard players would get for each tier. For premium, $16 a month. Do you get full games? Not really. Kinda. It's like EA Play. You get full game trials. I don't know if if that's for every single game that comes out, but it seems like that. Grubb said, while PlayStation has offered game trials in the past for certain titles, Grubb implies that all PlayStation first-party titles could offer these trials as part of the premium tier. Grub continued, you also get classic games and streaming. None of the other tiers will have cloud streaming. You also get classic games. He then expanded, I don't know what classic games means, but I do know that there's a, that's a major part of this premium tier. So you have game trials, classic games, and streaming on the premium tier. PlayStation has been the notable exception in recent years when it comes to providing access to its huge backlog, uh, back catalog on modern platforms, while Xbox Series users can play certain games from as far back as the original Xbox, the PlayStation 5, can only play PlayStation 4 titles natively. For the extra tier, you get a downloadable game catalog. Anything on PlayStation Now that was downloadable seems like it would be in here, which Grub has heard includes PlayStation over 250 stuff. or 300 games, something like that. Huh. 
Sorry, I was just saying I didn't realize that PlayStation. Yeah, now you can had download. Downloadable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of lag, but yeah, you can you can uh, download some of those games. Yeah, gotcha. Um, you don't get cloud streaming, but you do get three hundred games that you can download. Uh, PlayStation now currently offers uh, players hundred. Okay, blah, blah blah. Essential is PS Plus with the monthly games, just like you know it today. Grub explained the current PlayStation Plus offering includes cloud saving, monthly free games, and discounts. PlayStation players also need a PlayStation Plus in order to play games online. The fee doesn't apply. Uh, oh, this doesn't apply to free-to-play titles. Um, da, 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 da. Are there annual membership numbers for how much these things cost? I don't know. I haven't heard. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Grub also alluded to the fact that PlayStation has recently discontinued its PS Now retail cards in the UK. Uh, mm-hmm. According to an earlier report by Bloomberg, Sony's new service is codenamed Spartacus and will combine the PlayStation Plus PlayStation Now tiers. Uh, it's also expected to launch the service this spring and be structured across three payment tiers. So... I'd imagine if we don't see this tomorrow, I will be shocked uh, just because for it to launch or uh, excuse me, for, for it to leak and be rumored that heavily, I would be very, very, very shocked if it did not come out tomorrow or was yeah, not announced this isn't, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I haven't been paying attention because I didn't see anything about this until I'm learning about this just now. Um, but this was even detailed as of two weeks ago on GameSpot. Um, and two hours ago... VGC or Video Games Chronicle. Is this where you were reading from? Video Games Chronicle? Uh yeah. Yeah. They were saying that oh, okay, just kidding. They updated the article, that's why. The original article was planning to showcase this month, and then Yeah. So okay. Maybe it is. Maybe this is I mean, I think just by seeing that it was gonna be a twenty minute presentation, I was like, Oh, it's gonna be like nothing. I don't know, twenty minutes. I, I think like they can like cover they can thing, cover but... something like this in like five yeah. minutes, maybe. But like they say new reveals for PS5 and PS4 games specifically. So to cover that plus new game reveals, I don't know. This feels uh, like a they good did thing say, to talk about. yeah, they they said that there would be new game reveals, and then there was so there was rumor about Persona Six possibly being announced. That was trending on Twitter. That's what we were talking about right mm. before the show. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of chitter chatter about like there being a couple heavy hitters tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll gladly be wrong about this i hope i'm excited for uh for a game pass equivalent or competitor or whatever from the playstation camp so that'll be good fingers crossed we will let y'all know as soon as we know um okay and then finally forspoken has been delayed unfortunately so this one comes directly from their twitter account uh which is at forspoken and it's a of course you know the the standard text on an image uh, we've made the decision to move our, the release date of Forspoken to October 11th, 2022. Our vision for this exciting new e- uh, IP is to deliver a game world and a hero that gamers across the globe will want to experience for years to come. So getting it right is extremely important to us. To that end, during the next few months, we will focus all of our efforts on polishing the game and can't wait for you to experience Frey's journey this fall. Thank you for understanding and uh, thank you for your understanding and continued support. We look forward to sharing more about Forspoken with you soon. This was originally supposed to come out on... I know this because I have it in my little spreadsheet. <laughs> come on, scroll down. You could do it. This was originally supposed to come out on in January of 2022, actually. So it's fine. Um, yeah, this was originally announced in June of 2020 at the State of Play, the PlayStation State of Play, where we saw also the Grand Turismo, or sorry, Grand Turismo, Grand Theft Auto V. So uh, significant delay, I guess. But whatever, it is what it is. They don't want a cyberpunk situation. I think that. 
I'm almost like glad that that situation happened because now all these gaming companies can go back to their investors and be like, hey, look what happened. Do you want it th that to be us? And then they yeah. get time and leeway. So, so this was actually supposed to come out in May of 2022, and then it got delayed again. Oh, I guess I never updated my sheet from when it was delayed from January. So whatever. <laughs> Good for them, I guess, for realizing yeah. that they have Who's, uh, Is somebody downloading games on your network, Ahmed? Because you're lagging so bad. I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, no. Oh. 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 That's weird because the stream looks to be totally fine and healthy. Maybe it's Discord. Discord was down earlier today. So that might oh, be good. Good, 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 good. Hopefully Discord goes down again. That'd be wonderful. I mean, the good news is we've reached the end of the episode. <laughs> There's no more news. So. <laughs> Go down. See if we care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. um yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, Forspoken, I'd rather be delayed than be a bad game, so nothing wrong there. Um, just a couple quick hitters. So, F0G, or F0X is coming to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack uh, membership, so that is the Nintendo 64 game um, that's coming out on March. Not, I'm not fast enough. March. March 11th. There we go. <laughs> March 11th. Uh, it's coming to Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack then. Um, so kind of interesting. I was flipping through Nintendo Life. I like Nintendo Life a lot. Um, and they review like every game. I mean, not every game, but a lot of games. Like all sorts of games on eShop and stuff like that. So I was flipping through and I came across the Kingdom Hearts cloud versions. Uh, they actually reviewed them in late February. But I hadn't seen... I haven't like scoped out the reviews for these games and they pretty much all got fives and fours which is like so <laughs> sad um because Anyways. they were like they were saying that they were experiencing like freezing and input lag and crashing because they were cloud games so it just makes me really sad so kingdom hearts uh, has been done dirty unfortunately um and then i did mm -hmm. see and this review when did this come? this must be new no maybe not what the heck the 17th of february river city girls zero i didn't even know that this game was out yet um, hell, it may not Wait, even be out. Yet. Zero is in the score with zero, or that's the name. No, of the game? no, no, no. It's it's a prequel. <laughs> oh. River City Girls. I was like, zero. Damn, how bad was it? No, oh, actually, God. it came out. It came out on Valentine's Day. I didn't even realize. No, they gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, just citing that it has like dated gameplay because it's um, more like an eight slash sixteen bit beat 'em up, but it's like more on the eight bit range in, t in terms of combat and stuff like that. Um, but I guess the graphics look more 16-bit-ish, but it definitely looks worse or more dialed down than River City Girls, um, and River City Girls is obviously the, uh, the superior title here of the two of them, so this Maybe is that was the artistic, the artistic intention to make it older because it's a prequel. I don't know. <laughs> Just giving them excuses at this point. Right. Right. And then there's some game here, I don't know, mini-review, Grapple Dog, a cracking... GBA style platformer with echoes of Gogo Beckham. I don't know what Gogo Beckham is, but anyway, um, I don't know. This looks interesting. I'm going to put it on my little list. It, they gave it a nine out of ten. Um, it's it, yeah, I, I don't know what this is, but um, I'm going to have to look at Nintendo Life reviews more often because they got some good stuff here. So I was looking for content and this came up. So um, yeah, and that's it. After scraping stuff. the barrel, splinters in my hands. That's all I've got. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently, since I'm lagging, I want to end this episode on a, on a high note before it gets worse than this. So, 
thank you all for watching. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. If you're listening off, uh, you know, not live, offline, whatever it is. Um, we appreciate you. We will not be back next week because not I'll live, be some... offline, whatever it is. Listen, uh, we won't be back next week because I will be doing some traveling. Um, but we should return the week after that. We'll see. Hopefully, something actually happens. Um, and we'll obviously, you know, with the state of play tomorrow, we'll report on that via you know Twitter and Discord and all that fun stuff. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. But otherwise, thank you all for joining. Thanks for watching, and we will catch y'all in two-ish weeks. This is Paul Ahmed, signing off. Peace! Peace!